Welcome back to another episode of the Weekly LC. This is Karosh, joined always by my co-host Daniel Vargas. Onigri. And joined also by my other co-host, Daniel J. Onigri. And if I fucking hear Onigri one more goddamn time <laughs> today, I don't know. I don't, I've had enough. Um, this is another <laughs> special episode of the Weekly DLC this week. We're at PAX West in Seattle, Washington. Yeah. Uh, we've been doing a lot at the convention uh, for fun and for this podcast. Yeah. Um, we've been doing some interviews. We've been seeing the show. If you haven't been uh, seeing our, our uploads, but we, we've been doing daily debriefs and mm-hmm. we'll be having some interviews out. So look for look for those. Um, this one is going to be our our episode for the week um, on Monday. I mean, today, the day this is releasing should be Monday. Yeah. But it's going to be a review of of the new game the messenger the messenger aka ninja gaiden 4 and metrovania 4 had a baby had a baby <laughs> and it was this beautiful 10 pound child baby child fully matured so guys this uh this game has come out i believe on pc and on switch and ps4 no we we talked to them. They said PC and Switch only right now. Oh wow! So they might do a release later for nice. PS4 and uh, Xbox. But it's out on PC and Switch, August thirtieth. Um, we've been playing it on the Switch, so that's the experience you're going to be getting um, feedback from. Purchased it before it was out <laughs> and before we were at PAX. Yeah. Um, so uh, give me general impressions. What do you think of this game? Um, well, fantastic. Life. I first heard heard about it from Kroosh. I knew nothing about it. And Kroosh told me. I instant downloaded he I think he told me it was like Ninja Gaiden and something and I was like sold and I bought it. I, I think one of the things I don't know if this is what did catch your attention, but I was like they the developing team, um, Sabotage, um War, like showed this to the original Ninja Gaiden crew, and they were like, "Wow, like we're re- like this is some cool, this is a cool game." And that caught your, I think that was one thing that caught your attention. Am I right? Um. So yeah, like I, I think uh, out of uh, us three here, we've all played it. I am the furthest, I believe. Um, uh, Jang, very, very, very close behind. Mm-hmm. But um. So the the I don't know if this is a spoiler. I don't really want to say it. So um. But I I would say yeah. It it's very similar to what people have been saying of of it being a ninja guiding game, and then turning into a Metroidvania game. I just like the fact that it. I mean, it's kind of well, okay. I'm not. <laughs> the trailer shows it, but it goes from eight bit to sixteen bit, and yeah. then it goes vice versa. And sounds change, and graphics change. It's just so cool. So, if you look at the gameplay trailer of this of this uh, the messenger game, um, it shows you it's a, it's like a side scrolling platformer. It starts out eight bit, and there's mechanics in the game that through the story plot, I'm imagining. I I, I haven't gotten as far as uh, Jango Vargas, but uh, there's there mechanics within the game which allow you to traverse between present and uh, or just between two different realms or realities or whatever yeah however it is i don't know exactly what those plot points are but the mechanic is cool and with that comes when it transfers between the two realms it's not just two realms in the game is fiction but it's eight bit in one realm and 16 bit in the other mm-hmm. and what blows my mind when we played so we went to pax and we played the demo there just to be like we want to we want to spend more time with this game yep. 
and they had a little bit of a sample of everything. It was kind of like out of context. Mm-hmm. And it was I got to see a lot more of the game than I'd been in been seeing so far in my own personal game, but seeing the level of detail of like you were mentioning, like sound. Like yeah. just sound alone and how that plays into the game's mechanics. Um it's like you switch between the worlds and the music changes to the vibe of like the Sega and like the Genesis and like those 16 bit sort of styled games. And then you go back to the eight bit one and you get the eight bit style music. Their booth looks absolutely cool. It's like one of the best looking booths. Yeah. And I think just because of the cover art, that's just like, damn, and just the cover art and industry stations. And it's simple, but effective. Yes. Um, and then there's a humor to the game too, where like you're reading the dialogue. You two have seen a lot of it. Yeah, the, the um, writing is fantastic. Yeah, really, really well. There's like small Easter eggs where like if you continue the same dialogue, it keeps changing, and and the guy threatens you if you. Yeah, keep there's like a shopkeep, and yeah. he, and like one thing I just got was like, hey, you got the the rope dart. Yeah, but I know everyone just calls it a, a hook. <laughs> and he's like, whatever. It's like a meta thing. It's like, this yeah. is what gamers will call it. So whatever. Exactly. So it's a little banter like that. Like, it's just adding charm. Or like, there's like a moment where you're facing like this, like what looks to be a giant, like a giant uh, wizard. And, and it's just like, there's humor that surprises you. I'll yeah. say. Yeah. Um, and there's many other moments throughout the game that but the, give me that like little details. The that basics just, like, of the it. game is uh, something's going on and you're given a scroll. You become what essentially the messenger um, and you have to you have to just carry the scroll along. And it's funny because the, the game just starts like you're given the scroll and you're just like, just move, just go. And like you're like, oh, OK, OK. And you move forward and like the kind of the, just the story progresses from there. And. I mean, it it does start covering a lot of the answers or questions that you have as like a a gamer. You're like, what? Why am I doing this? What? Why is this going on? Difficulty wise, it's not harder than Ninja Gaiden. My, my personal experience of my memory, but it it's hard. It gets hard and it gets really hard. But then it kind of tones down. Yeah, it doesn't get as hard, but it like resets. I feel like when you get to the developers talking you'll know when you get to this like point there's something drastic that happens yeah that part was pretty difficult yeah. i think well one thing that's cool to me is like as far as what i've seen so far there are parts that are just like you have to overcome this obstacle you have the tools equipped to be able to to accomplish that goal but then there are challenges that like are optional like those these coins throughout mm-hmm, the game mm-hmm. and those to me seem like they're very daunting tasks like they're much they're like where they save some of their harder challenges they're difficult to find and then when you finally get to an area that has one it is a challenge just to get it in just to pick up that that coin it's not as simple as you know going to get it it's you got to traverse some some dangerous areas hardest section of the game for me up to this point is one of the well one of the (laughs) coins i mean karosh was hearing me cuss like f fuck fuck but dude it was and eventually when you did it you did a completely different method from what i did too yeah that's the other cool thing is like you guys were have been solving stories about like how you approached a, a battle mm-hmm. or, or an obstacle and how you approached it was totally different and it just changes your view and perspective of that encounter yeah and i'm like that's really cool for a game um like this to to have um something else that i really liked is it's cast like you have these little characters that are like in any other game. Like if you look at the the games of the time that it's like paying homage to, mm-hmm. they were just like no explanation of those characters. They're just there. 
but it feels like as you're going in this game, you're each of those characters in your in the, your supporting cast, you're learning a little bit more yeah. about, and it just makes me like enjoy those characters that much more. It makes me more personable to me, and I like mm-hmm. that little touch. Like it's really cool. Um, what else? How is it? So you've been playing it. We've all. I mean, we're playing it in Seattle, so we're playing portable. Yeah. How do you enjoy uh, the joy? Like you know, handheld. Have you done it? Like we played it at the booth with a controller. Mm-hmm. How how has your experiences varied or or been? Uh, I I like the controller a lot more, but I do feel like I did worse on the controller at the convention. That might have been just because I I felt like I was being watched or something. But um, uh, for the most part, I I feel like I've been doing pretty good in the game uh, on the on the Joy Cons and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, it feels really good. I think um, once I'm able to dock it at home, um, visually it'd be a lot better. Like, cause you're 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 making the image a lot bigger, and it still doesn't. Obviously, it doesn't. It doesn't cause it to um, deteriorate image wise, quality wise. There, um, there's one thing I hate. I wish you could change the buttons. Oh, the because layout. like, there's a move. I'm not gonna get into spoilers, but it requires you to hold a button and use attack. And I wish. I could change it so I could. That takes focus for me. But like once I figured out how to do it, I was, I was, I felt accomplished that I was able to do it. But it, it is like it, it strains me to be able to do it. One thing for me is so with the with a standard Nintendo Joy-Con, you have the D-pad, which is three separate buttons. But on the Pro Controller, that's a full like uh, I don't know a full D-pad. Yeah. Um, which is like just the cross, and. I've been like when I well, I've been playing in a, in stand mode with the with my pro controller and I I feel more in control or more confident with it but I'm not like deter I don't feel weaker or it's it's not more challenging it feels standard with a with a, with a handheld mode but that pro controller I feel a little bit more capable just so because I can do quick back and forth talking about like how, how to play the game on, with a controller i've been using both uh or at least i've been using um the joystick to play it oh really but i've been messing up a lot like yeah. because mm. I'll, I'll sometimes i'll leave it diagonally where it's still counting as a down okay and so there's times where i'm jumping up on a platform i gotta dodge an attack and then like i slowly like move it forward so i can like so I can run forward and jump, but it still counts as me crouching. So then he jumps back down to the next platform. I'm like, shoot. And sometimes the next platform are spikes. So <laughs> it's not good. Um, and so it's been messing me up a lot. And then in one of the boss fights, I had to, like, the, it was it was the one I gave you tips on. I had to move to the directional pad because I apparently wasn't holding forward well enough on the joystick. So I wasn't, like, when I would make a jump to avoid these these obstacles... I wasn't making the full jump, so then I would jump, still land on obstacle, and get hurt. And if I was using the D-pad, I can I would jump too far now and get hit. So it was crazy. One pro tip I would that Vargas points out, I still don't follow it. Is don't get every lamp. There's no point. I <laughs> mean, for three, like, I mean, I maybe know. if you're low on health, you hope it's a health thing. But so the lamps are like where you can like get re-jump from. And in addition to that, there's items that come out of it. Usually currency, but sometimes you'll get health. There was one point for me where it was just a bunch of like lamps and it just it led nowhere. It just was more lamps and more coins. And that's where I learned how to do that strained maneuver that you're talking about. And that was probably the only time where I really felt like I wanted 
like this is what that's intended for <laughs> and i want to figure that out but that was cool um what do you think of the look of it like the i know we talked about 8-bit 16-bit but just like designs of like character models uh enemies ty- enemy types they did a really good job you feel the like only... it's varied do you feel like they're cool looking uh, i i think it's as a really good variation boss uh boss um animations are really cool the only one i'm i'm um the only one i feel like they did it's not very well detailed to the point like i don't understand how the the character excuse me how the character is supposed to look like it's the the little red demon Mm-hmm. Um, I, I still, I mean, I, I guess I, I get it. I get, I've, I've made like, um, in my mind, I've seen what he's supposed mm-hmm. to be, but yeah, like I, like, so right now Kurosh is showing me his shirt. Um, and I can see it. It's a clear view of what he's supposed to look like. That's what I imagined him, but it's so difficult when I see it pixelated. Like I, I just, I don't see that. I feel like I'm misunderstanding the image or something. Um, so that's one, that's the only one other than that. Every other character is like very well uh, created to where I, I can obviously distinguish the way he looks. I love the muffled underwater sound. And I know that Var- Vargas, that like blew your mind like the first day we were playing. But like I was asking more, I know you, you were describing like the design. I was meaning like, do you feel like there's enough enemy ver- variety? Like you're facing the same like one thing like like a Goomba, you, there's like if there's a hundred Goombas in Mario game, not does a, that get stale? Or in this game, do you feel like there's a, there's like one guy that lo- like to me there's a guy that lobs weapons, there's a guy that throws boulders that's a little varied, there's a guy that throws spikes at me, there's another guy that just walks back and forth. Like I felt like there was something unique to each level, but it wasn't just like a rehash to me. There's not that much variation, but the levels do have variation. So I, think. I would say enemy wise. There isn't a lot uh, of enemies. Like they're all very similar. It's just like here's an ice version. Here's a here's a you know an really? earth version. Um, but they've done such a well job of a layout for these enemies. Yeah, it doesn't feel that way. Okay, like it still feels fresh. Yeah, yeah. Like there's there's you know they they have a, they they start setting up a mix of enemies where like there's an enemy that doesn't do anything other than walk like Back as slow as freaking possible. But you're conscious of it now. Yeah, but then the thing that they do is they'll put him on a platform that's like only two feet, and so he literally steps one way, turns around, steps the other way, and you can't even land there. So you have to figure out how to like kill him without you know hurting yourself and most of the time you just end up jumping on him getting hurt and just trying to kill him before your your invincibility comes back up what i, what I love is how they've implemented enemies into because it's a, it's a i think it's a beautiful mesh of your character's maneuverability level design and enemies and they're in their like set up like as you said because there's certain regions where you you wouldn't even like fathom getting up to that region but because you know that your character, this is an ability you get early on, is not only do when you hit lamps, but when you hit when you attack an enemy or a projectile, it allows you to do a, another jump. So you can keep juggling yourself in the air. And I think that's a and, fantastic thing that they did. Yeah, and so you add that, you add the level design where it's like, okay, this is an unfathomable location to reach, and then you put enemies in locations where it's like, I could just kill that guy or ignore him. But if I utilize him, I can reach this spot. Yeah. And, it's, and the enemy is allowing me to, to traverse new areas without me having any new abilities of my own. And I think that's really cool. Like, to me, not enough games do that to the same level. Like, a Mario game, I feel like, does that. Where you see, like, 
the Koopas and they're stacked. And if you jump off of enough Koopas, you can like reach heights you wouldn't imagine reaching. I really, really love the boss fights. Like I think that because you like, dude, like Vargas like figured out stuff that I had no clue. I'm like, oh, wow, there's you could have done that. You could have done this. But there's this one boss fight. I'm not going to spoil it. Wrestling. That's all I'm going to say. It's so good. And it's funny. But it's annoying because it's like a homing. And you're like, I can't dodge that piece well, of crap. Well, something I love, I mean, at least thus far, I can I can say, is a lot of games, I've noticed, at least, and this is this might be different genres or something, but a lot of games, they throw in, it's like a totally different type of game when you reach a boss fight. Like, like I'll use like a, one of the Batman games, for instance. You're playing like this, like, a bunch of goons and you're doing tactical stuff and espionage but then when you get to the final fight with joker he becomes something like the fight becomes very different than everything else you've been building up towards or it changes like into a different type of game and i feel like this at least either is or it's 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 like reminding me that like games used to be more uh, there was like a a, 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 a a logic to its progression yeah. of like you've been working against this type of enemy or these types of um, obstacles and challenges. Now this boss is like all of those challenges and obstacles mm-hmm. in one arena go. Yeah, and like that, I, it's like a you've the pinnacle of that region. It's mm-hmm. like I've conquered this and everything yeah. it had to offer, uh, and that's something that like not like these old school games that we're getting like a renaissance of are reminding me of like that cool yeah and bringing back the like when you were talking about like how you know you can uh, like almost unreachable areas and you've got to use like um enemies to your advantage um from what i've felt like i've noticed is a lot of it is you can if you can kill every enemy and still get across an um uh a level but some enemies are required to get to secret areas so you don't want to get rid of those enemies. But most, for the most part, if you kill everything, you're you're still able to progress in the story. But you'll probably have to, yeah. you know, have to redo it for for certain for other other reasons. I'll give this game one last little comp, like testament. Before recording this, I think I was like dead tired, and like just talking about this game is like gi- giving me a reboost and some energy, and it's like making me want to play the game more. Like I don't know. I know one thing for sure, the soundtrack on SoundCloud. Are we recording? Okay, I was, <laughs> I was panicking. <laughs> I was like, motherfucker, you just killed all of this. <laughs> okay, um, well, one thing I'll say is the soundtrack is so good. Even if you, if you don't have a Switch or you don't play on PC, please just listen to the music. The music mm-hmm. alone is fantastic. There's a, there's a part one and a part two. They can find it on, I think, Spotify for sure. I think it's also on like Bandcamp and a few other ones. So definitely, please just check that out. Just for it's just so good, so good. Highly recommend buy the game, <laughs> um, dude. Indie games are just like killing it. Killing yeah, it. I, I think that's a, that's a thing. Like going to PAX, you realize like there's so many indie games, so many games that look fantastic. I mean, again, like to bring some up, we we were talking about we were looking at uh, Blood Roots. Yeah. Um, there's there's a developer where I, honestly like the, the game wasn't wasn't um, that eye catching to me, but the fact that we like the we were we we were just talking like between us three, and the developer overheard us and he was like super enthusiastic. He's like, yeah, this is Lightfingers. This is you know this is what it is. This is oh, what that it was is. a different game. Um, correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, Lightfingers. 
You were talking about Blood Roots right now. Right, I brought Blood Roots, and then I meant like, and and then there's another game. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and so Lightfingers, and I, just just for the enthusiasm of this developer, yeah, wanted yeah. me, and he was like, and then the biggest thing that drew me is like, it's gonna be on the Switch, and I'm like, perfect, like, yeah, uh, you know. <laughs> and we knew the price. <laughs> yeah. 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 That was a funny one. So like going to Blood Roots again was this is a small like side note. We're playing this game and like it's a more like seeing them putting like to me it's like they they they're so enthused by their creation mm-hmm. and the demonstrations that they've created for these events that like I was dying too many times and I was like we talked about this in the, one of our debriefs like they didn't really have like a time limit to a lot of these demos. It's like you need to reach the end because they built something for you to like see at the end, which was be a cool moment. And when I was like stepping away, cause I was like, I'm hogging this thing. The guy steps in and he's like, Hey, can I just finish your demo real quick? Because I want you to see this cool thing. I'm like, yeah, sure. I just didn't want to take up time. And he's like, no, no, no. It's like, I'm really, I really, I get really excited showing this off. And, um, I was really like that made me happy. Like, Seeing his happiness to mm. show this was really cool to me. So, and then same the same feeling has been with sabotage. Like every person we've talked to around the messenger right. that worked on this team, game has been just so stoked to have it out. They've been working on the past like two years, like solid. But it sounded like the co-creators have had this idea stewing for years now. So, like, really love that stuff. I love when teams get enthused about it. I'm enthused about playing it. It just all stacks. There's this one hard thing to tell like just at PAX like I can't tell what indie game is going to be like great or good I mean they look good but like you can't tell like damn I don't know what's the next up well, like, coming thing to me what's been the thing is last year one of my favorite games of the year was SteamWorld Dig 2 Hollow Knight I know came out on PC last year people loved it but this year because of the Switch people were talking about how amazing that is mm-hmm. in the same levels of like how much they've loved Fortnite or how much they've loved God of War and these like these are huge like movie style games cinematic games and it's just showing me like that small teams with with like the the passion and the energy can make stuff that are like on the same like in the same conversations as these other games and i love that like it shows ingenuity it shows passion in this in in the gaming industry and it just gets me excited about seeing what other things are out there like i don't i'm i'm like the line of like like looking at a game that's made by a studio that has like eight different branches in the world and looking at a game that's made by like 10 people in a in a place in 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 canada or in or in toronto or in, in germany or wherever um, that like is not is not being like a dis, uh, a discerning element or a factor in any of these games. I'm like each game like is what you get out of it. Convert, like it's just insane. I don't know. Yeah, I'm at a loss for it. So. I know. All, all I could say is, I mean, it, like again, like if you enjoy these games, you know, always just buy them. You know, support them. It helps them out. Like, well, don't be don't be dr- like deterred from like seeing eight bit or seeing these styles or seeing a cheaper price tag. Like, the don't I'm not saying necessarily buy all of them, but like take the time to like look like to watch a trailer or yeah. check something out. Like that, I think is worth 100 mm-hmm. percent what you're like what you're saying. Yeah, I recommend buying this game if you're anywhere at all interested in platformers, Ninja Gaiden style games, Metroidvania style games. Yeah, um, highly recommended. Uh, I know that I will uh, go right back to playing it. I <laughs> literally, 
withheld us recording this for a little bit longer just because I was still playing it. And I will go back <laughs> to playing it right after this again. Absolutely fantastic. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Please. Support. The Messenger. And with that, we're putting a cap on our review. Yeah. Um, thank you all for listening in on this. Uh, I'm, like I said, you can find me at Kujo Prime. Where can people find you guys? They can find me at the Folio 365 on Instagram and then the Folio all other media. You can find me playing the messenger. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm at, <laughs> at, at the last bosses. Or the airport. Uh, you can find us all at the weekly DLC and stay tuned for other PAX uh, related episodes this week. We have a few interviews. We we talked to a level designer on The Messenger, and we talked to some other indie developers, so stay tuned for that. So until next time, we'll... DLC. See you later.